This is Jeff. This is Brett. This is Megan. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome to episode 127, a very What's special up, episode, Solobration. Oh. oh, yeah. In this episode, we'll talk about Solo, a Star Wars story, and nothing else. We're going into the maelstrom. But before we do, social meteors. This is where the good Moof Milkers can find us on social media on Apple Podcasts. Search for The Skywalk, Sky as in Sky, and Walk as in The Thing You Cook In, spells W-O-K. Subscribe there and please leave us a review. Spotify, same deal. The Skywalk, three words. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Don't use it. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Instagram. The Skywalk. And Jeffrey, tell us about Podomatic. Well, listeners, as usual, we have StarWarsOverCoffee.Podomatic.com. And if we sound extra festive today, it's because this is going to be a festive episode. We are celebrating Solo, a Star Wars story on its third anniversary. Dun, 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 dun. And guys, I feel like this is the game, but we've been tailgating already for a while. Uh, first of all, a quick carryover from our last episode. Mm. Here on the Skywalk, we are fans of two things, Star Wars and good people. Thank you, Brendan, for appearing on our last episode, episode 126. Thank you so much, Brendan. And speaking of good people, we've got Megan back with us today. The Meganator! Welcome back, Megan. I'm flattered. Thanks for having me, guys. So listeners, you may remember Megan from such episodes as the Skywalk Dark Empire miniseries. Uh, where she's been joining us on that journey, and we have a lot of fun together. Hell yeah! And we've got one more episode of that to go, so look out for that one soon. I'm excited for the I'm excited for the finale, the grand finale. Um, here's how we're gonna do this today, mm. uh, Jeff. First, I want to mention that when this movie first came out, you and I both enjoyed it. We saw it together a couple of times in the theater back when you could do that. Uh, we both enjoyed it. We didn't love it though. No, for me, it was just a popcorn movie. Yeah. And over the last three years, I have to say, it has grown on me so much. I have seen it so many times and I just love it. And so we're going to re-review it. You know, guys, there's talk about this with things like Rotten Tomatoes or people who believe that after like 10 years, movies should be reassessed. And I think it's a good idea. And I think the reason is things like Blade Runner, you know, when the original, when Blade Runner came out, people were like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Kind of weird, whatever. And then it becomes this like classic. Exactly. I would love to see what would happen if people maybe even wait a few more years till everyone comes around on Solo and then re-review it. But that's kind of what we're going to do here. First, we're going to attempt to give the Moof Milkers the brief history of the making of Solo. We've talked about it before on the show, so we're going to do it quickly. So basically what happened with this movie was Phil Lord and Chris Miller were hired to direct Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, They have directed the Lego movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the recent Mitchells versus the Machines on Netflix, all of which have tremendous reviews. So they were the guys that were hired to direct this movie based on a script from Lawrence Kasdan and his son, Jonathan Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Empire Strikes Back, two of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got a he's got a crazy resume. 
So anyway, what happened is they start directing the movie, though, and people weren't liking what they were doing with Lawrence Kasdan's script and blah, 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 whatever. All that speculation. There was a falling out. They were fired from the movie once they were almost finished shooting it. And then Ron Howard was brought in to finish and or reshoot 80% of the movie, allegedly, depending on what you believe. Drama. And then we ended up with Solo, a movie that was also not marketed really well. Also came out only six months, not even, after The Last Jedi. Also was released in the springtime, spring slash summer, May 24th or 5th, depending on who you ask, of 2018. In the thick of heavy Hollywood blockbuster movie season, only, I believe, Jeff, three weeks after Infinity War? Yeah, it was really close. Oh. And I was like, really? That's yeah. rough. So it, it, was, it was really bad timing. They just messed up on all fronts. And there were still, I would just say there was a little bit of fatigue from Last Jedi as well. You see, Jeff? See, see, no, no, no. No, no, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. And I'm going to say, Jeff, from my point of view, mm. Bob Iger used fatigue as a way to cover for a, another multitude of sins. Oh, absolutely. Because it's a lot easier yeah, yeah. to say, well, people just weren't ready for another Star Wars yet even though you got like a dozen Marvel movies in the same year that everybody went to see, it's easier to say that than to say, well, we screwed up like eight different things along the way. And that's why the movie actually didn't do well. That's yeah. my opinion, but who knows? Who knows? I'm just glad we have it now. And I'm so glad I want to say this movie, Megan, you may not realize there's a movement. There is a hashtag make solo Two happen that has just completely blown up on the internet. Some people don't like it. They're annoyed by it. Whatever. It's fun. I like, I like that hashtag. I'm going to start using that on Twitter. So, Brett, like, is there any quantif quantification, though, on how popular this really is? Like, how many people have liked? Oh, that's a good question, Jeff. Jeff, we should look hashtag. that up. Later. We should look that up later. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I'm a numbers guy. I think it's a lot. I do think it's a lot. And mm -hmm. look, this for this episode, we got more comments. Uh, I can't remember the last time we got this many comments, people weighing in. We asked the Moof Milkers to tell us what they love about Solo, a Star Wars story. And we got so much that we actually scrapped the original plan of us all sharing our like top five or top 10 things about Solo or whatever. And now what we're going to do is we're just going to read what we got from the Moof Milkers, from you listeners. And, you know, we're going to weigh in on it, too. And of course, we're going to have our own opinions and things that we love, too. But yeah, I think just judging by that response, there's a lot of people who feel the way we do. And, you know, another part of it, too, is like sometimes you don't want a Star Wars that is like the fate of the entire universe. Well, I, you know, we'll get into this because well, this is one know, of the comments. It doesn't always need to be Apollo 13. Yeah. But sometimes you need some of um, everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Drop and Ron Howard and Lord and Miller jokes. Yeah. You feel a little backdraft? Yeah, um, snap. Uh, one little thing before we get into Solo. Uh, the fail bag. These are comments about our last episode that we'll just talk about real quick from Logan Evers on Facebook. He said, loved the episode. Even though it was a slow news day for Star Wars and we didn't get what we were hoping for, the Bad Batch made up for it. Look forward to the Solo A Star Wars Story three years anniversary episode. And we'll pause his thoughts there because he has some thoughts on Solo. Uh-oh. Thank you, Logan, as always. Andre said, great episode, gents. Solo is and has been since release one of my top Star Wars indulgences. 
There we go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's see, it's see that that's what I that's what I mean as far as it's like you sit down for an evening and you're like, you know what? I think I don't care if it's the middle of the week. I'm gonna have a drink. <laughs> that's right. And you you think about well, what drink should it be? <laughs> and you know, it's like, well, you know, I'm not gonna be hardcore, so I'm not gonna get out the tequila. I'm not I'm not gonna do the whiskey either. I just want something smooth <laughs> and maybe a little spicy. So, you know what I'm going with? Spicy rum. Oh, spicy dark rum and coke, baby. Oh. Here's why I like that, Jeff, because I associate rum with pirates. Yes, and yes. Solo is very much a pirate movie. Oh, all the way. Oh, I thought you were saying spicy ramen, and I was like, oh, I would eat that right now. <laughs> oh, now Megan, we want to make it all the way through yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah. and it's all two hours and fifteen minutes long. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Move Milkers, for weighing in, as always, in the fail bag. And now, continuing with the Move Milkers, we're going to get into your thoughts on Solo, A Star Wars Story. Wait, can I ask one question really quick? Yeah. So you were talking about that there's that hashtag to make a second. Do you think that could ever happen? Or because the first was not very successful, they're like, no way. But I feel like it ended in a way that it totally gave you know, the flexibility to make a second or third. Totally. Yes. Totally. And not only leaves flexibility, it outright begged for oh, a sequel, totally. right? Brett, totally. Brett, I have an announcement. Uh-oh. I'm making a guarantee. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm making a Solo 2 movie myself. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I've already made that. Lando has been recast. <laughs> Hello, what have we here? <laughs> yes, he has. But no, I'm making a guarantee right now. Yep. The Han Solo sequel, whether it becomes a movie or a TV show, I am guaranteeing that's going to happen within 15 years. 15? 15, okay. That's too many, Jeff. It has to happen soon. I know know it's too many, but it's going to happen. Dude, like Alden Ehrenreich could have a receding hairline. We can't wait that long. (laughs) Let's not take any chances. Let's make it happen sooner. Well, no, but here's... now. The reason I said 15 is because they might recast. Uh, okay. Well, I hope not. I hope not. I, I hope not, but I could see it. But Megan, what Jeff mentioned, that is that is the big question. I mean, I think most people feel like something's going to happen. Would it be an actual movie sequel or would it be a series on Disney Plus? And I feel oh, like, and yeah. the thing is, I think the, the people who didn't like Solo at the time or maybe still don't, I think if it was a Disney Plus series, they would feel differently. I think a lot of that has to do with what you expect from a feature film mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. go to watch in a theater. Yeah. Well, I'd be happy with a show. I'll take a show or a sequel, you know? I hope that one way or another, they do something with it. Anything. I want just anything. I need more yeah. of my my boo, Darth Maul. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, so could you expound on the uh, Darth Maul? infatuation jeff we're gonna get to the darth maul thing we are okay. gonna get to that because I, I have i have questions about this and also i do want to mention jeff may have to leave a little bit early for very important yeah. duties so we want to get to the <laughs> to the jeff required stuff yeah uh before we get into that um there we and, go. and we do have some stuff that definitely needs jeff uh Uh-oh. let's get into well, our... wait is, th- is there a surprise jeffrey happening um oh okay <laughs> Look, All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to be as cagey as Bob Iger on that one. Uh, first comment comes from Logan Evers, who says, Solo with Star Wars Story is actually one of my favorite Star Wars films. The film was shot beautifully, and the cinematography was one of the highlights for me. I agree with him. I think the movie's beautiful. But let's go on. Uh, he says, when it comes to the humor, a lot of it felt really natural. 
There were a few times it did feel a bit forced, but other than that, it worked quite well. He says, I think they made a great call with the cast. It seems like they had great chemistry working together. I hope we see more of the surviving cast in the Lando series. Megan, we should make a little footnote here to say that a Lando series was announced by Disney about six months ago. Oh. But no timeline on when that might happen. Nothing. And they did not confirm that Donald Glover would be returning. Although everybody's opinion was like, well, why would you do it if he's Yeah, not? totally. Oh, that's exciting. I hope it ha- I hope they give a timeline soon. We're skeptical that it'll actually happen, but we hope that it does. Um, Logan continues. Mm. John Powell's score is just absolutely beautiful. I listen to it on a regularly on a regular basis. Ooh. Yeah. Now, quick note on that. That's an interesting recommendation. Okay. This is one of two Star Wars films that is not in the the Skywalker saga sequence. Mm -hmm. It's not an episodic Mm -hmm. movie. So this and Rogue One, neither of them are scored by John Williams, although Mm -hmm. John Williams did write Solo's theme for this movie. Oh, he did? Yeah. So it's sort of a combo of John Williams and John Powell. But I agree. I love the music. And that's what makes me say, this is a pirate movie. Sometimes when I listen to it, at first I didn't like... The fact that the score felt a little swashbuckly at times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. felt like maybe a Pirates of the Caribbean that's, movie. Well, that's why I was surprised because I was like, that does, that didn't sound like John Williams to me. Right. But but then I guess, you know, the whole point is like Han is a swashbuckler, you know, yeah. and these are very pirate like adventures. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, Logan also says, as much as I love the original Millennium Falcon, I honestly really like the look of the newer one from Solo a bit more. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank Jeff. you. So are you, you like this one better? Dude, this is my favorite. This is, if, if I could pick a version of the Millennium Falcon, this is it, man. Wow. Like, come on. Yeah. It, like it, it's, first of all, it's pristine. Yes. Okay. Like you can eat off the floor of this thing. Uh-huh. Not to mention, of course, there's an escape, um, not escape hatch, but um, escape pod. Escape, dude, the escape pod, like, wow. Or there used to that, be. That was awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yep. so the fact that there is one, I like the fact that the, the satellite dish is flat and, and it actually doesn't stick out. Like all of those things make sense. It should be, if you're trying to make this the fastest ship in the galaxy, yeah. why would you introduce drag right. by having a standing up <laughs> satellite dish? Like these are the things I think about because I have some aerospace engineering in my background, but still. Hard to make the Kessel run in that few parsecs if you got drag on top of the ship. Thank you. Um, We're going to get you. Guess what, guys? We are now going to jump in to the Darth Maul thing. Or, or just Maul, because Logan mentions that too. He says, oh, and Maul's cameo at the end was totally unexpected. Seeing Ray Park accompanied by Sam Witwer made it that much more epic. So Logan is right. Maul in this movie is played by Ray Park. That's who we see on screen. But the voice is Sam Witwer, who has played the voice of Darth Maul in all of the animated stuff. So, Megan, um, I know that you have some pretty intense feelings around Maul. I just love it. I just think he is so cool. I screamed in the theaters. Like, I remember I've only seen, I think I only saw Solo once, maybe twice. Uh-huh. But I saw it in theaters and I remember actually screaming when he made a cameo. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was- Were you the only one? What? 
Were you the only one? Um, well, I saw it at Apple Cinemas, which I don't know if you've been in Cambridge. I went at a matinee, yeah. so it was just me and my ex-boyfriend there. <laughs> so it didn't matter if I <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, I there was no one else's reactions, just ours. Um, okay. But, yeah, okay. I don't know what it is, but I just think he is the coolest, but also the most terrifying villain in the, in Star Wars. Yeah. I remember as a child being terrified of Darth Maul in Phantom Menace. Wow. And wow. now I just find him to be really like endearing and cool. <laughs> I'd be his friend as long as he doesn't kill me. Well, okay, first of all, Brett, I have like 10 questions. So <laughs> this is worth so, digging into. Let, let me let me just go through. All right. So the first one is your do you like Darth Maul, but do you also like Ray Park? Or is it just Darth Maul? Uh, I actually don't know Ray Park, so I guess it. I guess it's just Darth Maul. I'm gonna look him up right now. Yeah, I. I don't think I. I don't, and I, I agree. I don't think like Ray. Ray Park is awesome, and like the move set that he has and the demeanor that he has yeah, is yeah. amazing. But just Darth Maul is a thing, you know. The design oh, wow. is definitely Darth Maul. Oh, right? it's cool seeing him out of his makeup. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so we 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 have we have we have a winner. All right. So, <laughs> so number two, question number two. I've had this debate with Brett. If you happen to go to a Star Wars convention mm-hmm. and Ray Park is there, would you pay for his autograph? Interesting question. I As Darth Maul. As Darth Maul. So would he would sign it and be like, Darth Maul. Yes. And, and <laughs> not only would he sign it as Darth Maul, but he's in costume. Oh, well, if he's in costume, I mean, 100%. 100%. I would be okay. willing to pay, right. like, if he was not in costume, I'd be willing to pay a little, but I'd be willing mm-hmm. to pay a lot if he was in costume. And I would have to get a photo, so I would probably cost extra. Yeah. I'd be willing to drop a right. pretty penny on that. The photo okay. would be way better. Would you also... Darth Maul bachelor auction? <laughs> okay, so here, well, here's, here's, here's the next level of that. Yeah. Would you also pay for Darth Maul to leave a voicemail? on your oh 100 oh, yes. there's no question i totally would okay, okay. He, but that would be amazing does, right also, right like now that i'm thinking back like do we hear him really talk much no we don't Can i tell you That's guys the, the truth yeah. i'm not a huge fan of sam whitworth's darth maul like i find it a little hammed up like he really? says everything way too slow dude and, and, and cold in the final cold war sounds great inten- he drags the show man like <laughs> i don't know that look that's just me that's my personal but, feelings on it okay but i'm so, not complaining so, so I'm, I'm i'm hearing some darth maul hate over here jeff think about the voicemail he could leave for you he could that's be like what i'm saying he could be like leave megan a message and before you do at last, we shall have our revenge on the Jedi. <laughs> I like, love that'd it. That would be so awesome. It. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> All right. That would be so, so good. So next next question, next question. So, wow, this is... Okay. So, so Megan, <laughs> since you like Darth Maul so, so much, uh-huh. would you be willing, if you had Ray Park's phone number, would you DM him as Darth Maul? Um, and would you sign it Darth Megan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You sign it, Darth Megan, but you would send him a text saying, Darth Maul, what's up? What's up? Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, I feel like I could practically answer this for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a no-brainer. Why not? You know, I'll throw okay. it in the universe and see what happens. <laughs> and then final question. Okay. Final question. <laughs> is it a deal breaker if... Would you would you stop being friends with someone if they told you that Darth Maul was sucks? Oh, oh. 
like a mall hater. Yeah. Could you be friends like with a complete mall hater? Mall hater. Like they don't want to see Phantom Menace because they think Darth Maul is terrible. First of all, Jeff, I don't think that person exists. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that is one of the best parts of the Phantom Menace. Um, is, I yeah. guess, yeah, yeah, I would be willing to close the door on that friendship. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Darth Maul. Get out of here. You're close the blast welcome. doors. Close the blast doors. <laughs> All right, Jeff, let me tell you something right now. You're asking too many questions because I've got important questions for you. Okay, well, we can talk more about Darth Maul later. But okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Because, Jeff, we're going to, before you go, we're going to have to do this other thing. Thank you for entertaining me, Megan. Oh, no problem. Thank you for the it. questions. I hope that um, Darth Maul hears me. I think our listeners will love this. Um. So, also, Rui. Rui mentioned the same thing. This is from our pal Rui, one of our very favorite move milkers. Uh, he mentions Maul as well. He says, that was a shocker. In fact, of all the new films, that surprised me the most. So, yeah, I guess, like, was anyone expecting to see Maul at that point? I don't think no. so. I've watched this movie like 10 times. No, no, it's more than 10. And every yeah. single time, I'm still surprised to see Maul at the end. Right. And I love I love his conversation with her, with, yeah. with, uh, with Kira. It really gives you that vibe of like, this is serious business. Like there are real stakes here and she's never really out. Like she never really gets out of this criminal underworld. And like, it's almost like the better she does, the more danger she's in. Because now it's just like, hey, guess what, Kira? You're my new best friend and I kill most of my friends. <laughs> well, it, not only that though, but Kira truly shows her dark side too. Like, yeah. She's probably one of the better villains that we've seen in a Star War. So let's talk about that for a second, because I think one of the best things about this movie, hmm. um, I'm going to skip down to Connor. Connor says this. He says, what I love about it is that it's a very lighthearted and classic film in terms of Star Wars feel. Han, to me, was the star of it, but Alden's uh, portrayal of him really made me appreciate and sort of care more for Han Solo than I did in the past. I love how he played a fairly optimistic, good-hearted, and naive Han Solo who still wore the mask of a bravado-esque bad guy at times. It's the most lighthearted Star Wars movie to me. So mm. I really appreciate this because this is what I love. It did have that darkness. But at the same time, some people use the, the term uh, buoyancy when talking about this kind of movie. There are real stakes, but it's always, it never takes itself overly seriously. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it. So like one second, it's borderline slapstick humor. And the next, it's like Darth Maul is going to end you. Right. You know? <laughs> So, and I think that's what I love about it. And it, it is fun and it is lighthearted. And I do love the humor. And another thing, is this the best Star Wars date movie? Megan, you said that you were there. See, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was on a date with my ex-boyfriend there. Yeah, I feel like, well, honestly, I was going to say, I feel like what I liked about this was that as, I mean, I like Star Wars a lot, but I'm not a mega fan. And I feel like this was a very accessible movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because it was just like <laughs> fun and lighthearted. Where, I mean, yeah, there were some serious moments and like Darth Maul came in, but I don't know. I just felt like it was more accessible and just like a fun adventure where you could go in and just have a blast and not be like, what's going on? Or like, I don't know. I, I liked that about it. And it was a good date movie for sure. When I was watching it last night, my wife got home late from work. Okay. She comes in like toward the end of the movie and she was quoting it. Stop so it. For, dude, like first she tells me, she's like, oh, you know, you know, I really like this one. As, almost oh, as if really? to say like, 
why are you watching it without me? Which is like, look, this is why I told you earlier today that I needed to watch it like today. Okay, your your wife has officially crossed over, man. That's what I'm talking wow, about. Man. I didn't, I didn't. She's quoting Star Wars, quoting scene? lines, dude. When Kira's like, um, I know who you really are, and Han's <laughs> like, oh well, who's that? And she's like. The, the good, good guy. guy. My wife said that first. Oh, oh wow. wow. I was like, dang, man. Like, she really does like this more. And my kid does, too, except that I've kind of, like, played it out for her. And that happens. <laughs> uh, but another thing I wanted to mention that I love about it is, like, they really never lose sight of the story and 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 the point of this movie, which is, like, Han basically learns that life isn't fair. Yep. Being the best pilot doesn't always mean you win. Being morally right doesn't always mean you win. And he really does lose Kira that day at customs at the spaceport. Nope. Because he thinks he's getting her back. He like never got her back. The movie, no. And he never really did. Mm-hmm. But he was hanging on. Yeah. He, 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 he hung on for her. And as we've discussed in Star Wars Dark Empire, no one is more naive, especially when it comes to oh, romance yeah. than Han Solo. Oh, yeah. He does not know much. <laughs> <laughs> no, like up until the very end. Yeah. I mean, shaking my head, you know, when I was reading it, I was like, what are you talking? Yeah, he does not know love. <laughs> I wish I could think yeah. of the quotes from the Dark Empire, but he was clearly just like, just oblivious to anything when it came to, to Leia. Yeah. Megan, I've told Jeff before, it's very obvious to me that Han did not have any sisters. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, and so I, I relate so well to Han because like he is just utterly confused by women at all times. <laughs> No idea. Okay. <laughs> Since we only have Jeff for a couple of more minutes, okay. it's time to bring something back. Uh-oh. A little thing we call Jeffardy. Nice. And for the first time ever, we actually have a two-person round of Jeffardy. Jeff, you have competition this time. Here it, comes. Here it time. comes. I think I'm at a disadvantage today. Go ahead. I don't think so, Jeff. I no, don't... no. I'm, sli- I'm slightly distracted. Oh, okay. You're distracted. Okay. Well, that makes up because, you know, Megan is not as entrenched in Star Wars lore as we are, okay. uh, but she does love Solo. And Megan, this is something that'll help level the playing field a little bit. You can say the, the name of the character or the actor or actress who plays that okay. character. Okay. Mm. So you can cut me off in the middle of the question if you know the answer. Okay. And of course it's Jeopardy. So it's actually, I'm giving the answer and you say, who is? Okay. Okay. Here we go. This free-willed droid loves liberating her brethren as much as Lando loves her. L3. Jeff got yeah, it. All okay. right. Jeff's going to dominate this. <laughs> I can hurt anything. <laughs> okay, so you want to know, but 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 here's here's the thing. The only reason I know this is because I've been playing Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes like every day. Oh, but snap. Go ahead. I hope none of these other characters are in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. And remember, Megan, you can say the actor or actress. Okay. Okay, next question. Next answer. All right. This is a tough one. This wicked big white worm wrangles juvenile delinquents Ooh, in the Corellian underworld. Uh. I don't think oh, either ooh. one of you are getting this. Okay, I got it. Jeff? The lady. Who is? Who is the lady? Lady what? Lady P. Oh, you, you, you a little further, Jeff? Uh, oh. <laughs> that's all i got man lady who P. is lady proxima oh okay all right i, I love impressive. lady proxima I, I should get partial credit i guess i guess you get partial credit so one and a half for jeff all right. um okay <laughs> next one okay here it goes remember actor or actress <laughs> okay 
this broken down old crook loses the love of his life and his own life all because of Han. Woody. Who is Woody Harrelson? Yeah, oh, Jeff true. got it. Jeff okay, got it. wow. I need to rewatch. Jeff is cleaning up yeah. today. Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. There's no question he's going to win this. I, I, again, I, I've seen this movie more than 10 times. That's true. <laughs> so. yep, yep, as have I. Okay, this one plays off that one. All right. Beckett's short-lived six-limb wingman. Ooh, that's a, that's too tough, man. That's too hard. <laughs> hey, bro, what the are voice? these questions? You're trying to stump me here. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that question isn't fair, man. Nobody oh, knows. Oh man, his if you name. guys think this one's unfair, wait till we get to the last oh, one. Oh goodness. All right, who is Rio Durant? Oh. Voiced by. Mm-mm. John Favreau, creator of The Mandalorian. Oh, no that's way. actually really cool. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Can I tell you guys something? I'm not a fan of Rio Durant. Okay. Um, next question and final question. All right. And you're never going to get this. I'm just telling you that now. All right. <laughs> I just want the listeners playing at home okay. to like, in their mind, compete mm-hmm. against both of you. Well, okay. beat me. <laughs> okay, here we go. Connor, especially. Connor's good at this. Okay. This ludicrous Lando-adjacent lobster is beloved by the fandom despite lending nothing to the game of Sabacc. What? I'm guessing Jeff can picture this character. I can, but I mean, I don't think think he spoke, though. No, he didn't. Was that a speaking character? No. No. Oh, man. Like I said, he lends nothing to the Sabacc game. You can't. You can't. And he lends nothing to the story either. But he is amazing and unforgettable. Did he even, wait, did he even have a hand? Um, he has claws, Jeff. I mean, he is. No, no, like no, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm in a sabak hand. Do you have a oh, good sabak hand? hand. <laughs> I don't even know. Could he even hold them without chopping them in half? <laughs> Therm's scissor punch. That is literally oh, the name no of this way. character. No way. No <laughs> way. Yes. yes. That, okay. That, why does that sound like a name from He-Man or something? I think, you know, here's a theory, Jeff. And All I right. think this is pretty obviously true. Scissor e- punch. Including other Disney Plus releases. Yeah. They're making these things now with maximum memeability factor. Yes. You know? Like some of these characters they're creating and naming in a way that I, I just think they're baiting social media to pick up and run with it. You know, mm-hmm. Therm Scissor Punch. I mean, come on. The um, Zemo dancing in Captain America and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. just for memes. That was just for gifts, yeah. you know. Oh. Jeffrey, any final thoughts on Solo before you leave us? Because I know you have to leave us. Well, it's, you know, I um, I, I just want to double down on Solo is a great movie to drink spiced rum with. Okay. Yeah. It's a great, I, I understand what you're saying now, Brett. It's a great swashbuckling movie. Yep. I do like the fact that it gets very serious at the end. Mm-hmm. But then that to me, the center of the movie is still... Han Solo's relationship with Chewie, which is super cool. Because, I mean, my favorite character for a long time was Chewie. And honestly, it always will be. Jeff, if I can read you one last comment that goes along with what you're saying now, and it comes from our friend Andre. Mm. He says uh, of his favorite things, his two favorite scenes, number one, Chewie and Han meet. When Han gets thrown to the beast, air quotes, it had the same feel to me as Luke falling into the Rancor pit. At the same time, it felt like Han and Chewie's reunion in Jabba's prison. Han speaking Shrewook badly, 
so great. Yes. Yes. And Jeff, I think that's one of the things we loved from the first time we saw the movie. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Like, it's a fun way for them to meet. And of know? course, Han speaks Shri Roy. Oh, that you is You know what I'm so saying? Good. Like, poorly. But, but I love the fact he speaks it poorly and that he chooses not to. <laughs> because, you know, it's kind of weird, right? He's talking to this alien and the alien's talking back to him, but no one else understands what Chewie's saying. Jeff, we've both done that, have we not? Yeah. Have you not had conversations where someone's speaking to you in Spanish? Right. <laughs> and you understand it for the most part. But the but person you're replying next to, to me them in English. Yeah. Right. And you're replying in English and they yeah. understand you for the most part. Yeah, I thought that I was great. That. He also says Chewie becomes the co-pilot. I love Kira's line. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting up. Chewie, you get over here. Yep. And Jeff, how about the Y-shaped bandolier in this one? Ooh. I love that. I love that they changed. So Megan, I don't know if you remember, but in the original, like every other Star Wars movie, Chewie has this bandolier that wraps around his shoulder uh, and his waist on the opposite yeah. side. And this one is like a Y-shaped thing that connects here and wraps down. Oh. And I love that because it's like, a, it's like a, a signature look for Chewie that you immediately recognize as being from this movie. And it's just cool. And then when he has the goggles on, on the train heist sequence, like that, oh, just puts the look over the top for me. <laughs> well, I love it, Solo Chewie it, so much. In in the same vein, Brett, dude, Lando's capes. Oh, yes. Dude, just to have three of those. Jeff, how many do you have now? Because I remember- I've got that- two. <laughs> I, I, knew, I, knew it was a, I knew it was multiple. You, you knew it was more than you one. You own two uh, capes? I do. Oh, whoa. I own two Lando capes. When we're back in the office, I feel like first day you have to wear that. Yes. You know what? I might break it out. I might break it out. Yeah. All right, Jeffrey, so long. On, on that note. We'll catch up with you on Tatooine. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thanks you, G-Man Kelly. All right, Meganator. Uh, yeah, and Jeffrey, uh, Jeff will be with us again for the very ending of the show <laughs> that we just now recorded <laughs> before going on. But we got a few more comments we want to get to uh, from Jordan Harrison Poncilius. What a fantastic That's name. That's an incredible name. I'm jealous. It's so fancy. Dude is ready to be a character in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. Um, first, first time commenter, he said, seeing the Millennium Falcon in all its splendor. Mm. Megan, I don't know about you, but I think when they're making the Kessel run towards the end of the movie, it's one of the most underrated Star Wars action scenes to date. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know if, if, if you remember, there's the part where, and I think this is one of the things in the commercials, there's a TIE fighter coming up on their left and Han just basically backhands it with the Millennium Falcon, spins the ship, flips the TIE fighter off into an Dang. asteroid and explodes. And it's just one of the coolest things. Yeah. Uh, William Steves says, it's my favorite rendition of Han Solo. I prefer Alden Ehrenreich over Harrison Ford. Wow. That is a bold statement. Right? Wow. If William could see our faces right now, we're just like in complete <laughs> shock. Megan, this is how you looked when you saw Maul come up on screen at the end of the movie. <laughs> Like, what? Wow, I've never heard anyone say that. Neither have I. Wow. Um, William. I loved his performance in this movie. You know, like, I think it's great. I think even at times, maybe the acting isn't the greatest, but I think he has the right personality. I think totally. he has the right vibe. He has like the swag of, you know, yeah. Han Solo. Like, I feel like he does the character well. But I don't know if I'd say I like him better. Because I feel like, I mean, I can only think of... So, you know, Han as Harrison Ford is just like an iconic yeah, role. Yeah. You know, maybe like the, um, what do they call that? The elephant in the room to me is that like with any of these movies, Megan, when they go back 
and do if there's a prequel and solo is basically a prequel mm-hmm. too um i don't actually there is a disconnect in my mind it's not that i'm not accepting them in the role but like i disconnect like when i look at anakin i don't think oh that's darth vader yes no i feel the same way like to me i understand on a logical level that this is supposed to be the same character but in my mind it's like two completely separate mm-hmm. things oh totally no I, I can see that but but yeah i did i did love him in the movie they did a good job casting i really think the cast was great in the movie i thought they had good chemistry i agree well speaking of um speaking of the cast I'm going to read one from our pal Artie on Instagram. He says, should have been Chris Pratt. Huh. (laughs) Now, you know, Megan, I always say there are no wrong answers. Except this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I can see why he would maybe say that because Chris Pratt, like, especially that summer and like, I feel like he was in like Jurassic World or whatever the Jurassic mm-hmm. or like Guardians of the Galaxy. So I feel like he's made yeah. a name for himself in these action movies. But I just don't think I see him as Han Solo. I think I would have honestly been pretty disappointed. Oh, I would too. Even though I do like Chris Pratt, I think he's a good actor. Yeah, same here. Same here. And I, I know Artie very well. So I feel I'm not usually mean to the move milkers, but I can be sarcastic with Artie. I love you, Artie. But you're so wrong, Artie. <laughs> How could you be this wrong? How could you be this wrong? I feel like he, he write anything else like to explain where he was coming from or just as. No, he usually does. He usually does. Already. Hmm. I don't know. We need more context here. Yeah. I'm going to have to call, call him up and correct him on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to put Artie in his place. <laughs> um, Jonathan Gabo says, I loved everything about it and hope they would at least do a Disney plus show with some more Han and Chewie escapades. That's the thing, you know, like, I think um, I understand, like, most people are more keen on Lando and Donald Glover, and I totally get that. Mm -hmm. That's the cool thing, Megan. Uh, There was something that we were talking about before our last episode about how, you know, it's like music. You might feel like, you know, the Beatles are the greatest band of all time, or Jimi Hendrix is the best of all time or whatever, but that doesn't make them your favorite. Mm-hmm. And I look at Solo the same way. Like this whole movie, this might not be the the most well-made Star yeah. Wars film of all time, but I can see it being some people's favorite. And it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. I'd be curious to see a, a show or a sequel. You know, I'd love to see oh, more man. of these characters and these actors because I think it would just be, it would just be fun. And I it's, it would be compelling. I mean, the way they ended it with Darth Maul, obviously I want more. So I like, know. Let's see it. And don't forget, Megan, not only does Maul show up, but at the end is when Woody, I think we should always call him Woody. It's hard yeah. to call him Beckett. <laughs> um, Woody says, you know, I'll, I'll meet up with you. If, you. if you survive, I'll meet up with you on Tatooine. Big shot gangster putting together a crew, mm-hmm. which is Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. And so we don't get to pick up. And so there's an unexplored thing between this movie and the original Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah. The whole relationship between Han and Jabba and why Han gets on his bad side and mm-hmm. all that. So and we got to just use that hashtag over and over again. And Megan, you know, like, look, Megan can see behind me. There's the Art of Solo book behind me. The Solo Visual Guide, which is one of my favorite books of all time, even in a literary sense. It's such fertile ground in terms of the creativity that went into this movie. I just want to say as an aside is amazing. Like the artists, the work in these books, like in everything that went into it, the costumes, Emphis Nest and the Cloud Riders all look so cool. The designs are just great. So it's like so fertile 
creatively for mm-hmm. someone to just come in there and like tell further adventures. And by the way, you know, they announced a series called Lando. But in this movie, Lando is recording the Calrissian Chronicles, mm. which are like his tales. Like, don't overthink it, guys. Yeah. Just make the Calrissian Chronicles. Oh, like, I would love to it. see that. Um, another comment from Ch- this one from Charlie Downs, who said, our good pal, Charlie. I felt like Solo honored the original trilogy better than the prequels did, even if it was cheesy. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I get there was some cheese factor at times in Solo, but I understand what he's saying, feeling like it honored the original trilogy. I definitely think it did. Yeah. I think one of the best things about this movie, Megan, they did not ruin Han Solo. No, not at all. I think that was a possibility here when you go into making a movie like this, like Mm -hmm. that you're totally going to undermine everything people love about the character. You're going to weaken the character in some way. And I don't think it did at all. No. To me, it might even enhance some of his backstory, you know? Yeah. Um, I like that all the comments here are pretty positive. I like that. I'm glad people really liked the movie. Me too. It's so great to get. And I don't think we got, okay, I will say we got a couple of wise guys (laughs) who when asked what they love about Solo replied with something like the ending or the fact that it ended. I'm looking at you, Steve. Yeah. Um, But hey, you know, not everybody likes it. That's okay. I am convinced, Megan, that they will come around. I am too. Give it a couple more years, maybe the five year, the 10 year anniversary, then they'll be, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll be big fans. And you know what else has to happen? They have to get sick of everything else. (laughs) you know so sometimes the way you end up loving something is because you're like i really i've watched everything else thirteen thousand times and let me give this one another shot and then you start to come around on it i hope that happens i i think it will i have hope for these people including steve out there i feel like you're gonna come around (laughs) (laughs) uh we got a couple more very short comments uh one these ones from instagram lego star wars seti said all of my nostalgia to Han Solo. Hmm. It's a little vague, but I yeah. but I appreciate the spirit of this comment. I think I know what they're saying here. Emmanuel Blumstein says the humor and the train heist sequence. Absolutely, Emmanuel. That's a great comment. And I do love the train heist is really good. Mm, yeah. I love the ski boot stormtroopers and the explosion at the end is just breathtaking. And lastly, this is a great comment to close on. Robert Reviews on Instagram says everything. It's such a great movie. Love that. Couldn't agree more, Robert. Love it. Um, Final thoughts, Megan. I want to call out one thing that I particularly love about this movie, which is Han Solo's speeder. Mm. It is one of the coolest designs I've seen. It looks like a VHS tape in a book. And uh, I've just, man, I've come to love that so much. And I think like everything about it just... Feels right. And you know, Megan, what's really cool is like they research this stuff so much. Mm -hmm. They never lose sight of the fact that Star Wars is, quote unquote, a period piece. And it's true, right? Like it happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. There is an aesthetic. If you're a certain amount of time before the original trilogy, then your aesthetic should reflect that, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think they put a lot of great care into that. And it really shows up on screen. So, Megan, I just love this movie. And I'm so glad so many of the Moof Milkers weighed in and told us that they feel the same way. And I think the love for this is just going to grow and grow over time. I remember, yeah, seeing it and loving it and then reading the reviews. But I'm glad like people are starting to come around and see that. It actually is a super fun movie. Yeah. And it's like, I like the goofy humor. So I'm here for it. I think it's one of the best of the Star Wars movies. An interesting analog, Megan, is that this came out a little bit later, but has often been compared to something like uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. 
Okay. I remember a lot of people commenting that, and we might've even said that on the podcast at the time in the sense that it didn't feel like one of the best Indiana Jones movies. I mean, there's only four of them, but you know, people were like, eh, it's more Temple of Doom than Raiders of the Lost Ark. And maybe that's true, but I, you know, I was disappointed when it came out, but then I, I just started enjoying it for what it is, you yeah. know, which is a sort of silly adventure. Yeah. Um, and that's what you want, especially during the quarantine. I feel like all, you know, you oh, want to yeah. watch stuff like that. Like I want to have a good time. Some serious, but also some goofiness. The perfect mix. Yes. Megan, thank you so much for coming back to the Skywalk. Thanks for having me. I look forward to us all getting back together to finish off our Star Wars Dark Empire miniseries with episode number six that we'll do sometime over the summer. Yes, for sure. This is Jeff. This is Brett. This is Megan. And we're just two guys and a girl talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk.